Hey everybody, welcome to Baby Mama's Club, the podcast. I'm your host, Ashley, the HBMIC, and that means I'm the head baby mama in charge around here. This is a podcast where we discuss all matters of life and the nuances of being a baby mama. The goal here is to get real and be great. Not just great moms, but great women. Hey, thank you for joining me for this episode. Uh, As you can tell by the title, this episode is about body image and self-acceptance and a little bit of body, body positivity. Okay, so... I was doing a little research for this episode and not that much because I figured I pretty much had it under wraps, but I wanted to read a couple of articles. And so I came across an article on babycenter.com and it was talking about, you know, um, they surveyed about 7,000 women about how they felt about their bodies after giving birth. Now, these women had babies from four days all the way up to about four years old. So um, these 7,000 out of these 7,000 women, 64 women of the, uh, who took the survey said they reported lower body image after pregnancy. Now that's not surprising. I mean, because I've had a few babies, so I am not surprised because babies can, you know, wreak havoc on your little cute little body. You know, whether you're super petite or you are, you know, of a larger plump size. You know, it can really shift the dynamic of your body. Uh, So I was definitely not surprised at the um, statistics that were given. You know, I had my first or got pregnant with my first baby at the ripe age of 19. Um, And I had her, I had her about, yeah, when I was 20 years old. My daughter, she was my firstborn, my love, and she was such a beautiful baby. I mean, I think most women say that anyway, but she was perfect, you know, and as she was growing in my belly, I was watching these stretch marks grow on my stomach. Now, at first, I was a little nervous. I rubbed a little um, cocoa butter on my stomach, as I was told. I rubbed all the lotions, but you know, the stretch marks kept coming and my stomach was itchy and I was like, I can't take it anymore. And no matter what I did, the stretch marks kept coming and my stomach stretched and it stretched and it stretched. Now I gained about 50 plus pounds during this pregnancy. I was originally like about 119 pounds and I gained about 50 pounds. So you do the math. Let me tell you, I was miserable. I would cry and I was like, this kid is going to break my ribs. You know, long story short, I didn't get really round, but I carried, uh, you know, the child, I carried my babies straight out in front. So I had a lot of back pain and a lot of stretching. I didn't really know what that was going to do to my body. Like I knew I got a lot of stretch marks. But I didn't know that my stomach wasn't going to look the same anymore, you know. So after she was born, I was so excited. I was a little shocked at how dark my stomach looked. And, you know, I figured, okay, well, after it lightens up, it's going to, you know, shrink back. But after time passed, my stomach did not shrink back, y'all. And I was like devastated because I had always been so petite. I'd always have this really flat stomach, which I really thought I was super cute, y'all. I had this really flat stomach. You know, I never really gained any weight. I didn't ever have to exercise or do anything for that figure. I just was always pretty petite. So I, I enjoyed it, of course. Like most women, I enjoyed, you know, a little, a little petite, my little petite body. But I wasn't petite anymore. 
after having her, you know, I was breastfeeding and I, my breast um, had swollen to a size double D. You know, I had originally been like an A cup, like a B cup at the most. But, you know, my, my little A cup swelled into, you know, double D's and I was making milk like crazy. I couldn't even fit it in my freezer anymore. You know, I breastfed until she was about nine months. And, you know, even after then, I was like my stomach had gotten flatter, but not completely flat. But all of the wrinkly skin did not go away. And I felt so terrible. I was so discouraged. I I just felt ugly. You know, at that age, you're still kind of figuring out, you know, what you're supposed to look like. Just I was just getting comfortable in my own skin. And then all of a sudden, you know, the baby threw me for a loop. I just wasn't ready. And then at that age, when all of my friends are running around in bikinis and living their best life. And, you know, I I was born and raised in Miami. So, you know, the beach and the the club scene and all of that was a thing. And I couldn't do that. Or at least I couldn't wear those clothes because I didn't look like that anymore. And I was just really devastated. I didn't know what to do with my new body. I didn't know how to take it. I'd even had some friends who had babies and their bodies just snapped right back into place. And here I am you know, looking like a popped, stretched rubber band or, 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 or a deflated balloon. And I was really devastated. Long story short, um, I had tried all sorts of lotions and potions. I remember buying all sorts of uh, pill and vitamin regimens to help my breast get fuller. I tried all sorts of lotions and potions and all sorts of regiments to um, to, to, to shrink or to uh, tighten the skin on my stomach. I had even gone to a plastic surgeon after trying everything I possibly could. I was told there was no way that exercise could help close the, my abdomen wall. I had an erectile diastasis. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. If I'm not, go ahead and correct me in the comments. But uh, there was a huge gap in my abdomen wall and which was why my stomach would never get completely flat. And even though like an enormous amounts of exercise and I was in the best shape of my life, but my stomach was still really, really wrinkly and not completely flat. And I was devastated because I just, I just didn't feel pretty anymore. And I had just really, I think I had spent so much time depending on my looks <laughs> that I didn't realize there was so much more value to me, but I was devastated. I'm like, I didn't feel pretty anymore. You know, at that age, you're young and free and you think you're sexy right up until you have a baby. At least I didn't. And I just didn't know really what to do. So here I am laying on this uh, um on the uh, table as the doctors, you know, drawing on me and telling me what he's going to do and how he's going to make me beautiful again. And I left there feeling worse than when I came because he told me I only came there asking about, um, I think I only came there asking about breast implants or he, he, he marked up my body so bad. I thought I needed all sorts of stuff. So when I left, I I just really felt worse than when I came and I, I sat down and just really thought this through. And I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this for me. I thought this is what I wanted. And it's, I mean, I want to be beautiful. I mean, I should want to be beautiful, but I don't feel beautiful. And going to a plastic surgeon only made me feel worse. So I decided to skip the plastic surgery and just take some time loving me. I didn't want to get plastic surgery so that my boyfriend would think I was beautiful. I want to get plastic surgery because I just want to enhance what I had. 
and I wasn't in that place mentally or emotionally. So I figured it was best that I hold off on the surgery until a later date because I had every intention on getting that surgery, but I just wanted to wait. So fast forward, I took some time to do a little loving on myself and I had grown quite a bit. I'm not going to say that I'm completely there or completely comfortable with every part of my body. However, I have completely accepted me, you know, so as time passed, I decided that I was just going to love on me and I would, you know, get the surgery later, like I said. However, as time passed, my daughter got older and she began to blossom into a young lady. And I realized that she had the same body frame that I did. I realized that in time, she may question her beauty just as I was questioning mine. And I wanted to be able to tell her with full confidence that she was beautiful just the way she was. And when the day came that she um, was married and, and, and gotten pregnant and about to have a child or had just had a child, I want to be able to tell her that her post body, her post baby body is beautiful. But I wanted to be able to do that with confidence. But I wasn't sure that I would be able to do that if I wasn't willing to love what I look like what she would look like. So I decided, well, maybe I'll wait a little longer. And I'm not going to tell you that I'm completely against surgery because that's still not true. But I'm continually pushing it back because I'm not actually sure that that's what will make me feel better. I'm not even convinced that I'll even look better. Maybe to some people, but maybe I won't necessarily accept myself. So I decided not to get the surgery. Maybe later on, I'll change my mind. But as for now, I decided against getting plastic surgery. Now, if you want to do a little nip tuck for your own body, a little cut and suck, that's on you. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I strongly urge you to check your motives because if you're doing it for the attention of other people and for the love and the appreciation of other people, that's not a good reason. And which leads me to my next point. It's more like self-hatred. And, and until you become uh, willing to accept who you are, the way you are, you won't be able to blossom into your best self. So my encouragement to you is to become acquainted with who you are, become uh, uh, so enthralled and in love with what you look like. I'm not saying you have to really love it, but love who you are. You know what I'm saying? I don't have... I wish my eyes, my eyes slant down, you know, I have a little Oprah Winfrey eyelid going on there. And, you know, I used to hate it. I used to wear my hair in really tight ponytails. So my, so, so my eyes would slant up instead of down. But after a while, I just was like, you know what? <laughs> it's kind of stupid. My face doesn't look like that. Let me just embrace what I do have. There's always something that we're going to wish that we have. There's always going to be a future that we wish that we can adjust or change. But I, I, I purposely do certain things to force myself to accept what I have and what I look like. Truth be told, I don't even contour because I, well, I refuse to contour my nose specifically because my nose isn't slim. I have a broader nose and that's what I want to look like. A woman with a broad nose. So for that reason, there are some things that I just don't do because I want to purposely practice self-love and self-acceptance every single day. So for me, there was, like I said, there are certain things that I put in place, certain actions, because I believe that love, self-love requires some type of action towards oneself. 
So the way that I show love towards myself requires me to do some things. So I'm giving you a list of five tips to help you build confidence and to practice self-love and self-acceptance. So number one is unfollow. You may need to, I mean, whether no matter what social media outlet it is, um, you may need to stop watching Love and Hip Hop. You may need to stop watching, you know, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. You may need to, might need to stop following certain people on Instagram or Facebook or Pinterest, wherever you are on social media. Whatever is chipping away at your, what is it, self-confidence, unfollow it. Turn the TV off. Put your phone down. You need to avoid social media accounts that make you question your own beauty. Tip number two, self-evaluation. Take the time right where you're at in life. Take the time every single day to kind of evaluate the things that you say to yourself, the things that you do. Start being mindful of your speech and your actions. You got to find out where the root of self-hatred came from. Now, let me tell you, self-hatred comes in all sorts of uh, forms. It's, it's not so, what is it? What's the word? It's not always obvious, but you have to pay attention because self-hatred can be very subtle. And if you allow it to grow, it'll be much more damaging than you think. So uh, watch what you say to yourself. Watch how you treat yourself. Like I said, there are certain things that I do uh, to kind of make sure that I'm aligning myself with love and, and acceptance. So sometimes I look in the mirror and I say nice things to myself. I get dressed and I give my own self compliments. You know what I'm saying? So that, 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 that may be what you have to do. Make sure that your speech aligns with how you want to feel, not how you actually feel about yourself. And number three, get educated. If all you ever use is social media and mainstream media as your point of reference for what normal bodies look like, you will never accept yourself. You will never be able to accept that what you have is beautiful. You need to get on National Geographic, get on some regular television shows. Just sometimes you need to stay away from certain TV shows or or, or magazines that push a certain perspective because it's poisoning and distorting your um, your your view of your own body image. So for me, I I just kind of started looking for for um, body positive body positive social accounts. There are quite a few that I love. Uh, Body Posse Mommy, Body Posse Panda, um, what is it? Tiger, the Tigress Beauty Club. There's quite a few uh, social media uh, sites that push body positivity. And you need to be able to see regular, everyday women looking like you. Because if you focus on someone else's standard of beauty, you'll never feel like you're enough. So get educated. Real women come in all shapes and sizes and all beautiful hues of melanin. Okay, so tip number four, get naked. Now, I'm not just talking about stripping off your clothes, but I'm talking about being real with yourself. You know what I'm saying? And taking off your clothes. But every now and again, when you get out of the shower, take a look in the mirror. Look yourself up and down. Look, turn, do a little tip, twist and turn. Model a little bit. Look at yourself and embrace what you look like. Learn every inch of your body. I appreciate every mole, every dimple, every wrinkle. Love on it. 
compliment it. Like I said, look at yourself in the mirror and compliment yourself. Now, I'm of the itty-bitty titty committee, okay? And after breastfeeding for nine months, my breasts don't sit like they used to. But every now and again, I say, you know what? I'm loving the little sacky boobs. You know what I'm saying? I embrace, you know, what I do have. And what I don't have, I don't have. You know, so I just embrace it. I love on it and I keep it moving. If I decide to make some changes and do some more sit-ups or possibly one day get surgery, it won't be because I'm trying to fit someone else's mold. It'll be just because I just desire a change. I say a change and not an upgrade because I don't believe that changing your body is an upgrade. I don't believe that, that, that making like surgical changes to your body is an upgrade. Exercise is an upgrade. Plastic surgery, I don't believe is an upgrade. Not against plastic surgery, but I think the very mindset of having to physically alter your body beyond exercise and diet and moisturizer, I think the very thought that that anything beyond that is an upgrade is um, self-deprivation or not. Maybe not self-deprivation is the word, but it's definitely self-hatred. Okay, so number five, tip number five is to get dressed up. Now, you know, you don't always have to put on your fancy clothes, but like I said, I'm a very petite woman. I'm like 5'3", 124 pounds, itty bitty titty. It's nothing big about me. So I dress to fit my little petite body. I always make sure I wear something that'll cinch in my waist, that'll accentuate my um, lean little legs. I like to wear sandals because my I like the way my feet look. So I do things to accentuate what I believe is the most are the most positive or beautiful parts of myself. So you do that for yourself. Dress in a way that accentuates your positive. You can be 340 pounds. Dress how you believe it uh, accentuates your body. You don't have to be an hourglass shape to accentuate your beautiful body. Dress in a way that that accentuates the, the things that you like about yourself. And the things that you don't really like, work on them. But don't hide under a muumuu. Don't hide your, your, your body. Don't, don't be ashamed. Dress to accentuate the positive. And those are my five tips. You know, it's not going to happen overnight, but you have to do these things consistently to build confidence. You are beautiful just the way you are. If you want to make any adjustments, go ahead and do that. If you want to make some changes, make sure you're healthy. Make sure you're going to the doctor. Make sure you're moisturized. You're hydrated. Make sure you're taking your vitamins, your cholesterol, your blood sugar level. All that is good. Don't be so focused on the outside, making sure you're truly loving yourself inside and out. Okay, so until next time, that was our discussion on body image and self-acceptance. I hope you join me for the next podcast. We will be discussing self-love throughout this uh, month. And, uh, you know, if you have any questions, go ahead and submit them. If you have any uh, ideas for a podcast uh, for self-love and self-acceptance throughout this month of July and August, go ahead and let me know. Comment on social media. You can go ahead and follow us on Baby Mama's Club on Instagram, Baby Mama's Club on Facebook. And we are launching our, um, our YouTube page later on this week as well. But it was 
so exciting to finally launch this podcast. I can't wait to see how this is going to grow. And if you enjoyed this podcast in any way, if it was encouraging in any way, please give it a five star reading. Please give it a thumbs up. Please go ahead and share. This was your HBMIC and this was the Baby Mamas Club podcast. Later.